Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Maris. Well, Matt, you know, when we started out with this podcast uh-huh. in this cute little studio, it's, oh, it's, the, so it's so cute. Everything looked like it could have been like <laughs> in a magazine. And now we, we've got a little disarray. How dare to- you? <laughs> First of all, how dare you? I am trying it's to work little- full time and have three children. <laughs> We got a little bit of... You know what? (laughs) Here's what I have to say. It's very funny that you're throwing stones at this because you, my friend, were the pile queen. (laughs) What Leanne is referring to is like two piles of books Mm -hmm. sitting on one of my shelves. Mm -hmm. But you, when I... With the Aladdin genie like in the middle of it. (laughs) Hey, I feel like maybe there's a little Disney shaming happening. You are the queen of piles. I don't know what it's like in your new house. There's still a few And you places. don't have your children adding to your piles anymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But you were the pile queen. There was yeah. this one like area. little half one counter. Little it was area. like three feet long yes. that you just love to have a pile. I just so had my, my piles. Listen, don't throw stones, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> listen, I, I would have pie. I have piles still, and I don't know. I don't know anyone listening if you're like this, if you can relate to this, where you have a pile like you have some piles and then one day you're like today's the day they yeah. have they oh, have yeah. to go oh, they yeah. have to go the piles have to go yeah and, and if honestly if we had like a real guest in here <laughs> i probably would clean the pile no i know you would but i don't know i'm not gonna clean it for you because like we're like those kind of friends <laughs> yeah that's i'm true. like you can see my piles i've seen your yep. piles piles are welcome <laughs> <laughs> that's right but if we got somebody in here i'd have to clean my yes, piles yes okay so. what's your good day Here's my good day. My wife and I work, I don't know if, if I've, I haven't really talked about my job much here, but my wife and I work for a school district. Yes. And recently we attended graduation and graduation is just such a fun time to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. families. You know, I remember yeah. what it was like to graduate from high school and it's the closing it's fun to of see a chapter families yeah. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But the really, really good part of it was, is it started kind of late. Well, Mm -hmm. late for us, like Mm -hmm. seven (laughs) o'clock. And my kids had a sleepover with my mom. And Mallory and I went to eat after. We ate dinner after at like our reservation was at 8.15. Oh, 8.30, 8.15. Right. And we felt like we were out on the town. There's this new restaurant that opened up in our town called Mariola Italian. Mm -hmm. If you are in Worcester, you have got to go in Mariola Italian. If you are listening, (laughs) there's some things I want to talk about. Okay. The fried provolone. Oh. Amazing. It has to be amazing. There's a fig and pig pizza. Oh, fig and pig. Amazing. You know, I love that And let me tell you something. The meatball. Yes. Don't like a a good meatball is hard to find. Yeah. This meatball, it's somewhere in, it's not dry, but it's not so mushy. It falls apart. It's like the perfect texture balance Mm -hmm. has fresh parsley in it. Mariola Italian. If you were listening, (laughs) if you were listening, we are fans of you. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) So it was great. We went to dinner at 815 and we were just like dressed up from graduation and it was so nice. And you know, those moments where you are with your spouse and you don't have your kids Mm. eating dinner with you are just so few and far between sometimes. It's a good definition. It's a a good definition of these are good days. Oh, absolutely. What was yours? Mine was I went to Hilton Head recently and did a collaboration with a business from our region, from our yeah. area called Berlin Gardens. They are an outdoor furniture manufacturer, but they also make like, 
outdoor pergolas and things like that. Mm. But but they really focus and um, feature uh, where their concentration, I think, is is it, or where it the started furniture. was the outdoor furniture. And and is it? It's not wood. It's like that. It's that like a poly lumber. But I, oh. what I learned recently when I was collaborating with them is there are different grades of poly lumber. Okay. So if you have a poly lumber chair that is light as a feather and very thin doesn't wear as well it's because it is out it is made out of a cheaper recycled um plastic and there are different grades which we do know that like subconsciously that there are different grades of plastic but their poly their poly lumber they don't refer to it as poly lumber there's another technical term but it's made out of a really really high grade that's um, awesome yeah high grade recyclable so um I had such a, a wonderful, it was several days in a row. So I guess it was more than just one good day, but, um, I just had such a wonderful time with them. I, I, it just, um, it just drives the point home for me that what, no matter whether it's your everyday nine to five job mm-hmm. or whether you do collaborations mm-hmm. or, um, you, you are an ambassador for a brand, how important it is to connect with people and work with people that you, look into their values and their Mm -hmm. mission statements and who they are as a company and how they treat their teams and how they Mm -hmm. treat each other. And it was just a great experience. Absolutely. Something I noticed as an observer is the people that, because you were filming and taking photos mm -hmm, of them, mm -hmm. the people that were down there doing it looked like they were having fun. Oh, and that sounds like such a simple observation, but they looked like they were having Mm -hmm. fun and, Mm -hmm. and, and they were young. You know, they were right? very young. Right? Yeah. All in their twenties. Yeah. Which and I you know love that. What I what I I think is we both have had different types of jobs and we've both worked on different types of teams. Mm-hmm. And I think that having fun and enjoyment with the team that mm-hmm. you're on, that is there's so much value mm-hmm. in that. And mm-hmm. I think it's so overlooked sometimes. Yeah, it's important. Um 100%. And I've been on teams where I felt like I really jive with people and mm-hmm. really vibe mm-hmm. and we're having fun and it makes work go fast and I feel like we get things done. And then I've been on teams where it is like pulling teeth and our values aren't in alignment with mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it makes work really, really hard. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, seeing them have fun made me go, oh, I love when teams yeah. are having fun because yeah, it it's so really important. Fun. It was good. That's so and, good. And it was really cool because um, the marketing team was there and then their boss was there. Okay. And so um, during during the few days that we were doing this, um, Molly, the marketing director, said something along the lines of, I just think it would be really cool if one day we do a giveaway. And her boss just piped right up and said, we'll do it. Give some, get, That's awesome. And he said, just give this whole set away. And she was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, do it. And, and it just, I, it feels, it just feels good. It feels good when you work with a company that's generous, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. grateful, that, that loves their team, that makes, to your point, makes it fun. Right. Um, and, um, the generosity really, I mean, I was already a big fan of Bruno Gardens, but now I'm just like, wow, that was just really, 
really generous and we yeah. we gave the set to um a family in texas because Burnham gardens is all over the country that you know their dealers awesome. yeah and she um this mom homeschools her three kids and she has a, her oldest son is autistic so she said they're going to be spending a lot of time outside you know mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. doing work and schoolwork and projects and so they'll get a lot a lot of good use out of it that so, is so yeah, cool it was so i love cool. that yeah it's good i love that hey well today um we actually I, I was in conversation with someone that is a podcast listener. They were we were talking in our my DMs about um it started about vasectomies, actually. Okay. And this friend well, I don't know. This friend her husband had to have two vasectomies. Oh no. And I said to Wait, her Wait, why two? Because the first one doesn't didn't take. I That's said, a thing? Uh, I guess so. <clears throat> Oh, hypothetically wow. speaking, I did not have to have two. Oh, wow. Just hypothetically speaking. <laughs> I told her maybe God has a different plan for them. <laughs> I mean, that's some serious stuff. But anyway, this is Ellie. Uh, and we were just talking about, she was just expressing how much she likes the podcast. And I just asked her, what are some things you want to hear? And she actually gave me a couple ideas, which okay. I thought was great. And, and we're, we're doing one today. We're doing we? one today. Okay. So Ellie, this one's for you. Ellie said she wanted to hear us talk about parenting and discipline, how you do it or did it, what worked and what didn't work, and how to survive sassy backtalk, L-O-L, is what she said. (laughs) So you know what's so great and something I love about doing this podcast with you is even though we are such good friends and so close, we have such different experiences and different... Right. Well, we're, we're from di- two different generations. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm, so we have two different huh, perspectives. Wait, how much on older the- am I? Though? I'm 54. We know you're 54. <laughs> I am old? 38. Okay. All right. So what's that? Is that 16 years? Uh, something like Six, that. 16, <laughs> and the other thing is Terrible we are math. in two seasons years. of two different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. So you parenting. and Daryl are in the empty nester yes. parenting adult children. And I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old at home. Mm-hmm. So we're in really, really, really different seasons. I mean, y'all of life. just went to the Little Mermaid. If That's that right. Tells, I mean, we're not We'd we're say. not doing that. And may <laughs> I may I just say, the Little Mermaid was Chef's kiss for oh, me. It was very, great. very good. So, Leanne, why don't you kick us off? You will you tell us a little bit about? Um, what your son recently did and what how people were responding to okay. the video that you yes, posted. Yes, I yes. think that's a good kickoff yeah, yeah. for what we were talking about before we started. So we we eloped and got married and, and actually we had talked about doing a podcast where we tell Daryl's yes. love story we should, because we need to do that. so many people because of this reel were just re- reacting and responding and asking, you know, why Switzerland? You know, we eloped and got married in Switzerland. And we got married in this little village called Grindelwald, which is near ice caves, like the Jungfrau mountain region where there are ice caves you can kind of walk through. And it's kind of, it's Jungfrau is a very, um, and, and I could be saying that I'm so sorry if you're Swiss and listening and I'm butchering the name, the, the, the pronunciation of that, but it's, I think it's like Jungfrau, oh, but yes. <laughs> you get, know, get that's it back that in your throat. throat. Um, and there's a little village there at the base of that mountain called Grindelwald. And I just, I had been there when I graduated college because my ancestry is from that region. Mm-hmm. And I had always wanted to visit, you know, I just was yeah. always interested in going to Europe and visiting Switzerland. And so we visited that area and um, this was before I met Daryl and I just fell in love with that little town and the chapel. And so fast forward when I meet Daryl and we're talking about eloping, I just mentioned, I think it would be so cool 
to get married in that mm-hmm. chapel in Grindelwald. And my dad said, well, let's call. He had a friend that lived in Switzerland. He said, let's let's call Terry and see. Wait, if he don't can... tell the whole story, though. OK. What if we do a podcast? All right. About yeah, it? that's true. So so long story, long short. story short, Joey was in Europe. Yeah, he was in Italy. And he told us that he was going to be in Milan for this leg, this portion of the trip. So I had not been hearing from him, like, mm-hmm. you know, how it was going. So I had been texting him and saying, like, how's the food there? Like, you know, are you having great coffee? And, what you know, have you had awesome pasta? Like, how's, mm-hmm. what is Milan yeah. like? And I woke up one morning and I, I was just putzing around, but I, I had literally bedhead. And he he uh, FaceTimed me. And when I answered, he said, um, you know, you know, I love you and dad so much. And when he was saying it, you know how when, when a kid's saying like, you know, I love you so much and they're teasing Mm -hmm. and you're like, they're getting ready to do something funny. Or they say, you know, I love you all so much. Like, I just love you and dad so much. And it's, you know, something serious is coming. Mm -hmm. Cause I thought I saw his like lower lip, like twitch a little bit. And I'm like, something, yeah. Like something kind of serious is coming. Mm -hmm. So I really wasn't, I really had no idea what he was going to turn right. the camera around to. So then he lifted up the camera and, you know, he, he, he had himself in the shop, but he lifted up the camera and the background was that chapel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they had, it was such a sweet video. You put together oh. a nice video on your Instagram. So he recorded, he recorded the whole thing, which I did not know he was recording it, yeah. but he recorded the whole thing. And, um, and, he just was so thoughtful and they rode the train over eight hours yeah. to, to go visit there. And I just could not believe I, I was just so shocked and so That's surprised. So precious. And you can see in the reel that the crying is like, I was ugly. Crying. You were a mess. I was a mess. You were a mess. And, and so many people were commenting and DMing me like, what a great son. You raised such a great man. You raised such a great son. I want what, you know, like I have two boys. I hope I raise mm-hmm. sons that are, you know, that, that do things like that for me when they're, you know, adults. Yeah. And so it just, I think it, along with the reaction that you got in DMs, we were talking about like raising children mm-hmm. and how, you know, this would be a good topic. And here's what I'll say. No two children are alike. Yeah. And here, well, what we were saying before too was Joey is a great man, but Joey had some, gave you guys a run for your money. He really did. You know, like it's your boys are both wonderful humans. They and are. They are. But oh. it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Oh, yeah, that could always bring you know. Tears so one of my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves with parenting, even in the season that we're in, is people will look at our kids and say, "Oh, you guys are so lucky. You guys lucked out because they'll see them doing something sweet, or behaving well somewhere." Or none of that happens by accident. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, there is no luck about it <laughs> because if you saw what was yes. happening in our house, sometimes the just the repetition and the blood, sweat, and tears, yes, not literally, right. but the the tears, truly the tears that do go into raising our children. There is no luck about it. No. And there are seasons with your kids that are easy and there are seasons that are really hard. Mm-hmm. And I know you're on the other side of, mm. well, and you know, we talked, we had an earlier episode about parenting adults. You're in a season where your influence on your kids has shifted mm-hmm. in a new and a different way. It's Very not much. disciplining and making food. It's how do you influence their lives? But can you talk a little bit about 
what were some of your guidelines as a parent looking back Mm -hmm. for your kids when they're Mm -hmm. like my kids age, like elementary and middle school age? What were some important things to you Mm -hmm. as a parent when you, in regards to discipline? Oh, in regards to discipline. Um, I would say, I'm going to rephrase that instead of in regards to discipline, I'm going to say in regards to when we did not agree on things, Mm -hmm. they wanted something that we said no to. Or, yeah, they maybe they disobeyed us and did something that they were told not to do. Right. And then my, you know, I think sometimes we, we parent out of our own wants of what we wanted when we were mm-hmm. parented. Mm-hmm. And, and I can really, I can really vouch for, for doing that myself. Mm-hmm. I, I was always a kid and I was always, um, um, a high school, a junior high and high schooler that wanted desperately to have, have it explained to me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's on my list. Too. I'm so glad it, you brought so, that up. So, we mm-hmm. we always erred on the side of over communicating, mm-hmm. if anything, mm-hmm. um, explaining why, answering the questions. One of the things, and you're welcome to use this line. One of the things my children, especially Joey, <laughs> especially would love to say is everyone else's parents are letting them do this. Mm -hmm. Everyone else's parents are buying their kids' phones. Everyone else's parents are letting them go to that party. Everyone else's parents are letting them ride the bus to whatever, whatever. And my line that I started using early on was, we are not raising you to be like everyone else. Exactly. And, And sometimes we didn't make the right choice. I mean, sometimes it was ridiculous. We should have let them go on the bus or we should have let them, you know, do the thing that they said that everybody right. else was doing. I'm, I'm sure of that. I'm sure there were, I'm sure we made errors along the way and yeah. in, in, in putting our foot down with certain things. But, um, we, we really communicated. We really mm-hmm. talked about, you know, we really talked about why mm-hmm. and the reasons behind why that decision, why we were making that decision. That's the same. Um, in my house, my mom was so good about communicating with us about Mm -hmm. why we did or didn't do certain things. Um, and I so appreciate that. And I, I think we, Mallory and I have taken that into our parenting too, into why we don't do things. Um, one of the things for us is we haven't, and we don't anticipate doing, um, sleepovers with other kids. And, Part of it is because kids make really bad choices at sleepovers. Um, and Do you part think of there'll it, be an age where where you feel differently about that? Maybe, because another part of it is um, a lot of, not a lot, some sexual abuse happens at sleepovers with people. Now, mm-hmm. does that happen in other places? Absolutely. Is, does it happen at every sleepover? Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so, but for us, that's what felt what feels good for us right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, for our, I feel like our kids, you know, our oldest is nine. So he's not, I don't think he's old enough or really has the strength at this point to say no to some things like that. I don't, I don't want him to be influenced by certain things. Um, And I think the hardest part, even before we talk any further, I think the hardest part about parenting is there are so many opinions about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and people have such hard lines mm-hmm. about things that they will or they won't do mm-hmm. and i think that makes it really hard yeah, because i think parenting <laughs> is such a personal thing right but it's also very vulnerable because as you send your kids out into the world other people are seeing 
your family. You know, they're right. seeing some right. of the things in your right. family as well. And so I think it's it's such a, uh, and I think honestly one of the strongest opinions about parenting, maybe, maybe not as much as I think it is, but as far as when I grew up and generations of people before me is spanking. I think spanking is one of the hot topics of parenting that I think is really difficult to navigate sometimes Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. um, if I'm (laughs) being honest, I think sometimes it's funny when people say, well, look at how I turned out and I was spanked. And sometimes I'm like, you're like, exactly. Yeah, that's why we're not spanking our children. (laughs) Like, have you have you seen some of the the things that's going on? (laughs) But I, I think it's funny that so often we are like, well, you know, that's how it was done. That's right. how we do it. Right. And things don't change. And, and Matt, like I was so naive to think before I became a parent that you could just have this like basic set of rules. Oh, every child is different. Totally. Listen, if we ground Teddy, he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I could read more he's, Harry Potter he's books. Like, he's like, <laughs> give me a stack of books yeah. and some popcorn. This is my this is the best, exactly. you know, if we ground Joey, he, it was his that's worst torture. nightmare. Yeah. That's you know? torture. So I do think that that's something that's just, um, that's something to, to really be aware of is the differences mm-hmm. in your kids, Yeah, you know? Um, but I think, I think almost all kids appreciate mm-hmm. communication. I will say one thing that, um, someone talked, told Mallory and I, and I, we didn't even know that we were doing it. So I think this is kind of along the lines of explaining things to your kids and how you communicate to your kids. If someone told us once, you guys talk to your kids like they're adults Mm -hmm. and we're like, well, they're, they're little, we are, we're raising adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we didn't do a lot of, um, baby talk. Mm -hmm. We didn't shut them down. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we work hard at is not just shutting down their emotions or when they have a thought, Mm -hmm. but actually talking to them and letting them have a voice and a choice in their, um, their wants and their desires. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I think that's really important Mm -hmm. too. I think in, in general, we cannot isolate discipline as a part of our family structure. Mm -hmm. It's part of a greater structure. So you know, I feel like the way that I treat my kids also has to be in congruence with the way that I treat my wife. So that's one of the struggles that I have with spanking is I don't hit people to solve conflict. So I don't hit my wife when I'm frustrated with her and I don't hit my children when I'm frustrated with them. I don't hit you when I'm frustrated with you. And I'm sure (laughs) that that wouldn't fly. (laughs) And I'm sure there are people that would have something to say to that. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I know there are so many opinions about that. But for us, I feel like one of the things is I want to model for my children this isn't just about me disciplining when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. This isn't just about me um, having scripted reactions when my kids do something I don't like. This is part of, I want them to see who I am in my home and to see how I communicate to my wife, mm-hmm. how we communicate with friends, how right. we treat guests when they come in. So very rarely do we say, when a guest comes over, we make a nice meal for them. We treat them special. We walk them to the door when they leave. We greet them when they, you know, we don't really have those conversations because we're doing it. Right, we're right, doing right, it right. with our kids. And so a lot of it for me comes down to um, modeling for my kids what I expect. And, you know, I, I grew up in a family that they that definitely believed in spanking. Mm-hmm. And 
what I remember now about spanking are several things. Um, one, I felt like I felt like it was out of anger. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was a lot of emotion and anger that went along with when I got spanked. Mm-hmm. Can I add something to that? Yes. When Mallory and I first had kids, we were kind of talking about the whole spanking thing. And I, I remember telling her the times when I want to spank my children is when I'm when I'm mad yeah. and I don't want to no. spank my children out of anger. That's not that's not my intention. And I hated any conversation before or after the mm-hmm. spanking that seemed like like it was the loving thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like I the and oh the people in my age group are going to really remember this. This is going to hurt me more, more than, than it's, it's going to hurt you. you. And I, I never believed it. I actually still don't believe it, honestly. Yeah. I think that I think that a lot of the spankings that we got growing up were when my our parents were so upset they didn't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. They just wanted to. They just they just want they, compliance and and punishment. Mm-hmm. Like we needed to be punished for what mm-hmm. we did, and it was it was a way to discipline that also was supported in Christian circles. You know, spare right. the rod, spoil the child. Right. And um and I just. I, th- I I feel like when I became a parent, I knew I knew that I did not want my children to fear me in a way that was um, like they were scared. Yeah, totally. Um, and or and and I still and I'll still stand behind this. I don't want my children to obey me solely out of fear mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Now. If there is a little bit like, oh, no, I can't do that because if my parents found out, I would really get in trouble or I would, you know, there would be a real consequence that I don't want to face. That's to me, that's a little bit of a different kind of fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, the kind of fear where you're really scared. Physical fear. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, just what. Yeah, just. Or you're scared of them. You're scared of them. I just didn't want my children to be scared. There's a difference between scared and reverence and like respect. Right. And there's a difference. Right. I don't know. I can't tell you of a person that I've respected that has had an act of violence on me, <laughs> you know, right, and, right. and it's, it was another thing for me in regards to that, that was hard was, you know, when you're, our kids have gone through phases where they hit each other mm-hmm. and I can, I have said to my kids, do I put my hands on you like that? And my kids can say no. Right. So we don't touch other people like that. Right. Right. And so for me, there's an incongruence there where it's like, well, the authority or the bigger person is allowed to hit the smaller person. I remember one time growing up, my dad whipped not only my brother, but his friends too. That would uh never fly now. Yeah. I think. I mean, what they did was really awful, but. That happened to me when I was a kid. Somebody tried to spank me and it was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that, um. And with the the talking back or the sassing, you know, she had mentioned mm-hmm. the sassing. <clears throat> I think that I think when I started seeing a shift in our kids with that, is when I started to be very transparent mm-hmm. parent with them. Instead of coming at it like I am your mother, you are not going to talk to me like that. Like I I didn't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, when you talk to me that way. It really hurts my feelings. Yeah. And that isn't the kind of relationship that I want to have with you. I want to have a relationship where we can both talk about this and you can tell me how you feel and I can tell you how I feel. Absolutely. But when you sass me or you roll your eyes or you talk back, it really 
actually hurts me. Mm-hmm. And and I think when I started parenting out of more transparency and less authority um, is when it started to shift um, for me with my relationship with our boys. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, you know, I think there was a lot of things that went on because I heard about it this last Christmas. I heard some stories that went on some in my house things. that I did not. Listen, Ted, Joey was telling stories that he did that we never knew. And Teddy kept saying, how, how, how did Mom you get was away a with that? Like, how, how did you get away with that? How'd you do it? And Joey's like, I was just good at it. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, here's the thing. Joey and you are cut from the same cloth because oh. you did the same thing. I know. I know we are. So like, when, when we think about this, I think, think there are some you know i don't want to camp out on spanking too much no but i i wrote down some do's and don'ts of discipline and parenting Mm -hmm. that i think mallory and i try to do so here's my don'ts first is we really try not to shame our children don't shame your children right when your kids make a mistake or they do something don't embarrass them don't shame them don't make them feel like their mistakes or even them talking back. It's one thing to say, you know, I don't like when you talk to me like that, but it's a whole nother thing to maybe mock them or come back at them with the same tone or level. You're really creating a combative situation. That's not helpful Um, for us. Another don't for us is we don't hurt our kids. So we don't intentionally hurt our children, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and I would say there's nothing, we have not had an experience where there's something that has really lasted for a very long time for them because they, they're young. What do you mean, ch- do you mean lasted? Like a consequence that's lasted oh, for a long right, time. Right, right, right. Well, they're not because they're young children yeah, they're that, that don't understand that. Um, for us, some do's that we have that I would say we try, there's, there's three of those where I would say we do have boundaries with our kids to say, hey, we don't talk to each other like that in this house. And that's part of that. That's less about talking back. That's more of how do we create a family culture and a family identity that's greater than just the discipline. Because I think when your kids latch on to a family identity or they latch on to a this is how we work, this is how we function as a team, when they see themselves as part of that instead of just a kid in your house that's getting disciplined and scolded, I think that's that is where you start winning and you start seeing seeing favor with your kids. Right, right. Is it's less about like don't talk to me like that. It's hey, in this family, this is how it works, and you're part of our family. Right. And I also think giving examples is helpful. You know, if you observe something mm-hmm. and you say, I um, noticed when you did this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or, I've I've said stuff to um, our third, almost fourth grader is in the phase where he has a little bit of sass and it's not, I don't think, I really don't think he's doing it on purpose. I think it's more, he's testing it out Mm -hmm. and we will repeat what he says and the tone that he says it and say, Hey, this is what it sounds like. And I'm not sure how you meant it, but this is how we are hearing it. And that helps him a lot because I think sometimes he doesn't see instead of just saying, don't talk to me like that. I'm your parent. It's, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's, like, hey, when you said this, you said it like this, and it sounded like this with this tone. And I'm not sure how you meant it, but that's not how it's going to, yeah, that's not right. how we're going to talk that's to each so other. Good. I think another do for us is natural consequences. Um, so, my, there are things that happen in our house where my kids don't need me to come up with another consequence. 
they have they're experiencing it they have they don't have clothes for school well guess what you have to wear dirty ones like you have to wear a pair because they help with the wash don't they They help oh yeah our kids do help with the wash yeah it's a whole nother thing um you know their natural consequences are so good for kids Mm -hmm. and so i would say sometimes maybe even most times there's natural consequences like you left this out it got ruined right you know and i'm sorry but but you didn't take care of it. And I think the last thing for us that we we already alluded to this, but it was on my list is giving your kids voice and power mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. discipline situations. Mm-hmm. I would say something probably your parents' generation, your generation probably changed this is the conversations with your kids. Oh, it I was, know my there mom, was no there was no explaining. Right. And it I know was my mom said literally the thing because I said so. Right. And my mom even has has told us many times that she was purposed, her mind was made up that she was going to have conversations mm-hmm. with her kids mm-hmm. about whatever discipline. Mm-hmm. Not even discipline, but this is why we let you do this. This is why we don't. And letting your kids have voice and power. I know for for me, my parents um especially when it came to like my junior and senior year of high school, my parents would talk to me. Really, my mom was the one that was the best at it. We would talk at length about things I was going through or decisions I would want to make. And often she didn't tell me, but she would kind of see, give me her perspective and mm-hmm. maybe some mm-hmm. pros and cons. And then they would let me make my own decisions, right. you know. It's and important. so um, I I appreciated that because it gave me sea legs before I went to college. Yeah, right. You know, I went. I remember going to college and seeing people that came from very authoritarian backgrounds that didn't have a lot of um say yeah a lot of ownership mm-hmm. in their in their um in their life i guess yeah and so well, when they came off to college it was like they, they didn't know what to yeah, do or yeah. it was a free-for-all <clears throat> right and so i think i appreciated as i got older my parents scaffolded away and let me kind of try some things out with their guidance mm-hmm. and then i think you know my parents have stayed well, my mom has stayed so connected to me through my adult life. And um, I'm just so thankful for that. My, something my mom always said is um, when kids are little, it's so easy to think they're cute and let them do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when they grow up, they start resenting you for mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. they look back and they go, why didn't you train me? Or right. why is my life turning out the way that it is? And she said, I would I would rather be more strict and a little harder on you when you're little so that I can, as you grow up, I can enjoy a friendship right, with you. Right, right. And that's something I appreciate is that I have a friendship with my mom now um, where I can ask her things and I respect her. Um, I'm not afraid of her. You know, I, I don't, I don't think she's this. Or you, you, know, you want to be around her. I mean, I think, Oh yeah. I think part of, I think, I think part of the parenting journey is balancing, balancing being the parent, but not being best friends, right? Exactly. Like, like I'm not going to be You're like, like, Hey dude. Yeah. 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 So cool that you went <laughs> yeah. to the skate park, man. Like that's not, yeah, no. And, and I think that, um, you know, I'm, I just feel like we're just really fortunate that our boys want to be around us and mm-hmm. hang out with us. And, and I was just having this conversation recently about, about adult, adult children with someone, I think in DMS, because I, I, get in all kinds of conversations in my Instagram DMs. When you are parenting adult kids, it's so easy to look through the lens that you're in. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my 50s. So I'm looking through the lens of somebody in their 50s. Right. 
now as a 54 year old, not to say my age twice in one sentence. <laughs> the but, number 54, if yeah. you're listening, will you sponsor <laughs> us for as much as Leanne is, says? Is, um, is that, boy, do we forget what mm-hmm. it's like to be in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And if I, and I remind myself, okay, Leanne, look through the lens, look through the perspective right. of 23 and 28. Right. Remember, those, remember those years, remember what it was like. And if I do that, if I set my my lens and my perspective through through where they're coming from mm-hmm. i can have such better conversations mm-hmm. i can i can parent in a way that's way more understanding absolutely because because in your 50s like you've seen a lot of life so you want to go oh no i would never why are you why are you doing that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and i'm i'm not going to say those sentences because i right. think sometimes we have expectations of our kids as they get older and they become adults that we want them to live a certain way and have a certain life and, and right. you know, and it might be different and, and it might be different for your kids. Well, and I think with anything, mm-hmm. when you were talking about that, what I was thinking is, um, I look at parenting and the topic of discipline. We are in a marathon. We're not in a sprint. Right. And we have talked about this with, when we talked about adult children, we were talking about when adult children make different choices than what you would prefer. And here's the thing. You can draw some lines in the sand. You can be aggressive and authoritarian with your kids, but I don't know if that's going to give you the outcome that you want when they are adults. And so I think as you approach anything with it's your kids, the long game. you are in this for the long game. Because if you want to be game. 54 with a 28 year old son that calls you, ooh, you might, you might want to start approaching about things the a long little game. differently. And you know, here's another thing I hear from a lot from people that, are in their 20s and 30s. If you are a parent like me, and you have kids in their 20s and 30s, and you find yourself in a in a on a regular basis correcting or um, giving advice, unsolicited mm-hmm. advice that 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 your children aren't asking mm-hmm. for that advice, or you're or you're criticizing. Right. What 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 will happen is. If it's not, if you're not having a conversation and it just becomes like, I don't think you should do this and this is why, or, or it, it feels like you're constantly correcting and constantly still parenting when they're actually adults, Mm -hmm. you cultivate a relationship that is like where your kids are calling you out of obligation. Right. They're visiting you because we should visit mom and dad. It's a holiday. Yeah. And, and. (laughs) I, I'm going to work hard well, till I'm dead. I'm going to work hard to always cultivate a space that, that not just my children want to be in, but Mm -hmm. their friends want to be in. And, Mm -hmm. and one of Joey's, um, recently when I was with Berlin Garland's gardens, one of Joey's friends that he grew up with was there as well. And when he left, he said, come here, mama, and gave me a big, huge hug. Goodbye. And you know, don't overlook like just the investment that you place in the people that are in your spaces, not just your totally. children, but your, your children's friends, right. even, you know, that, that you know, I, I always want to be very cognizant of and really thinking about, um, how am I making my children feel mm-hmm. when they call me? Mm-hmm. How am I making my children feel when they come over? Right. Um, you know, as adult kids. Well, and listen, your kids they they they're gonna have your grandbaby someday if they have grandkids 
So you want to keep that door open. They're going to have to put up boundaries for me because <laughs> I'm going to be on their front porch every morning. They're going to be like, we need to have a talk about That's boundaries, funny. mom. That's really funny. Hey, well, thank you. First of all, thanks, Allie, for um, yeah. having a great conversation with me and DMs and your ideas. Was it Allie um, or Ella? Was it Allie? Allie? Was her name Allie? Okay, Allie. <laughs> Got it. Um, so thanks for joining us on this conversation about parenting yes. and discipline. Hey, whether ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these These are are good good days. days.